When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting for the Knapsack Files Studios in Studio City, California, this is Spotlight Star Wars Episode 24, I Bent My Wookiee. I'm Ken Knapsack by myself. Thank you for the support on the episode in which Joseph Scrimshaw joined me, and we talked for an hour plus diving in to the fandom of the Star Wars galaxy. It was fun. We're going to do more of that. I, I will have an announcement soon. On the future of Spotlight Star Wars, don't worry, it's not going anywhere. Uh, it will still exist. Um, well, I should say it is is—it is going somewhere uh, of my own doing, but an announcement coming. Uh, and trust me, it will not be the last time you hear Joseph Scrimshaw and myself talk about Star Wars together. Um, but I uh, have to take care of some stuff at work and get through some things and get uh, something set up, and then I can make my announcement to you all. About Spotlight Star Wars. Uh, but this has been fun. Uh, after I left Jedi Alliance on the Popcorn Talk Network, which Joseph Scrimshaw and Mark Donick are doing such a great job of holding down the fort and carrying on the legacy there, uh, I was a little worried because I wouldn't have a place to talk about Star Wars anymore. And I uh, decided I'd already been doing this on my own just to kind of uh, have something to do on a Saturday morning. Uh, since I figure I'd be in my room alone talking about Star Wars regardless, why not do it into one of my microphones? And you guys have uh, been a great support system. My listeners of the Knapsack Files, who then have transitioned to accept this show as part of, part of that feed. And um, I'm excited for 2016 and the rest of 2015. Uh, we're talking Star Wars with you all. And uh, again, the return of the Knapsack Files classic interviews. We interviewed Matt Key um, uh, recently. And uh, that's because I got some new audio equipment I can take on the road much more easier. Uh, which uh, I have some great equipment for the Knapsack Files. It's just, it, it's portable, just not tremendously portable. I need to be portable like a rebel on on Endor. I need to be able to move fast. And uh, I was more like, a, uh, you know, one of those Imperials carrying a big gun that needs to be set up. Uh, I wasn't mobile. Uh, anyways, I'm rambling. But let's get into it this week. Uh, I, I'm coming to you a little bit earlier this week. I'm recording this late on a Wednesday night. It'll hit you Thursday morning. And then I will be in the air heading to New York City for the 2015 New York Comic Con. Be part of the uh, Screen Junkies panel uh producing it off the stage um so if you are listening to this before friday night please come out to new york comic-con if you got tickets you got passes and come see our panel it is in uh, the evening time friday evening about 5 uh, p.m check local listings for more information and then I get uh, get the weekend alone in new york well i'll have screen junkie fan uh, friends there um and um and uh we'll uh, uh we'll be wandering the city 
My first time in New York. What do you say? Yes, my first time in New York. Did not travel much as a kid. Uh, I'm getting the chance to do it now with Screen Junkies, and I'm uh, very grateful of that. So it's going to be fun. I'm going to um, hit the floor, maybe get some Star Wars memorabilia, because there's definitely some out there, and that's where I want to start the conversation this week. That's why I titled this episode, I Bent My Wookie for 15 points. Where's that from? Of course, The Simpsons. When uh, Ralph Wiggum uh, uh, falls down and, and bends his Wookiee figure card uh, from one of the great classic episodes of The Simpsons. And the reason I say that is I finally ordered myself a Black Series Kylo Ren. Definitely a figure I wanted. And um, I uh, finally uh, I ordered it in one of the weirdest... I'm going to say this. I'm going to admit this publicly. One of the weirdest orders on Amazon I've ever put together. Here's what I ordered. I ordered three items. Take a guess. I ordered a beard trimmer because I have my Luke Skywalker Jedi Master beard, and uh, I wanted to trim it up a little bit. Item number two, uh, a box of condoms. Why? Because I don't have a lot of women in my life. I actually actually currently have zero women in my life. Um, but sometimes a gentleman just needs to make sure he's well-stocked in case the moment arises. And then the third item was a Black Series Kylo Ren. So whoever was packing that box to send out to me, which they all came at once, uh, was... Uh, <laughs> we got a beard trimmer, we got some prophylactics, and we got a Kylo Ren. What's going on in this person's life and um the most thing i was looking forward to the most of course was the kylo ren well the beard trimmer was pretty cool too but i got the kylo ren got the package today and uh i'm very excited i was excited because i ordered this last weekend uh, uh friday saturday i think i can't remember and uh in the meantime i had to stop by walgreens to pick up some uh some supplies for work Swung by the toy aisle at Walgreens, like I always do, my local Walgreens, and they, there's a usually a good opportunity to grab um, some good Star Wars toys. There's always something there. There's a random Black Series figure there, something that's uh, kind of cool. And uh, lo and behold, turn the corner, and they are stuck. The, the, the Black Series figures were falling off the shelf, and I was like, "This, oh my gosh, it's a mother load. And what do they have? Uh, they had like 15 Commander Cody's, uh, the clone uh, figure, and then uh, they had one fin. So I, I snapped up that fin, and um, uh, it's a series number one in the series, and it got me excited. I go, this Kylo Ren's coming. And then, uh, sidetrack note, side note, this is what I love about Star Wars. This is, we talk about the community of being Star Wars and uh, fans, and then Star Wars celebration, and that feeling of joy I felt when I was in Anaheim back in April for the Star Wars celebration. And if you listen to that episode of Spotlight Star Wars, go back if you haven't. I am teeming with joy. I'm like a 12-year-old kid talking about the community of Star Wars fans. I go up to 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 ring, uh, get my items ringed up, and the guy behind the the uh, counter, probably ten years younger than me, uh, of a different ethnic background than me, probably a different socioeconomic background than me, and we were able to have a five minute conversation. No one else was in line behind me. Don't worry, a five minute conversation about Star Wars, and about. Force Awakens. And this is a guy who's not in the film industry. He's not a podcaster. He doesn't know who I am. Uh, he doesn't never heard of schmoes, no screen junkies, spotlight Star Wars, none of that. It's just a dude at Walgreens ringing up a stranger and he sees 
the Finn, and he sees the Black Series figure, and he knows who it is. He doesn't know by name. He's like, oh, hey, it's Finn. What do you think? But he's like, ah, oh, this is one of the new guys, right? He's like, in the, the new movie, he's like one of the stars. I go, yeah. And um, he was so on board for it, number one. And there's all for all this talk about diversity in Star Wars and and how it's it could, you know, Finn is a black stormtrooper and that whole remember that whole hubbub and this guy who by the way was was not African American, uh, factors into the story. He was of a different ethnic background. There was no issue on this. This guy wasn't like, oh, they got a black guy in Star Wars, huh? No, this guy was like, this guy, he's going to be like the guy, right? He's like the lead guy. And I go, he's definitely one of the lead guys. And, he's, and he says, uh, do you think he's related to Lando? I go, I don't, I don't think so. There's some speculation, but I'm not going into it. And he goes, I think it is. And he goes, I, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see this. And I just, what a fun little moment. Number one, to have a conversation. Number one, to see that sometimes in the Star Wars media or the Twitter and Facebook universes where you get hung up in, in hate and hate speech and, and hashtag wars and trial by hashtag and... You think you know, th there wasn't any of that? These were just—it was me and him celebrating Star Wars in that brief exchange at the cash register, and no trepidation on on John Boyega, no trepidation on who Finn is, and well, is he a black stormtrooper? We don't have those. None of that. And it made me feel real good. It made me feel good about the Star Wars community at large. I think at large we all get it. All right, and and. and Good job. Pat's on our back as Star Wars fans, and I hope you out there listening know where I'm coming from, and, and you can agree. And uh, that, that Finn figure looks pretty good. It's the Jakku, um, which always sounds like it's a planet of jacuzzis, um, but it uh, looks good. He's got that jacket, which is very—I love the, the, the designs uh, for these characters and some of these costumes. They're so Star Wars in a way that the prequels— weren't always um and this uh, not prequel bashing just going as there were some great uh, designs in the prequels uh and they were able to design a new you know i was looking at the, as the prequels were kind of the 1950s and the star uh, star wars new hope and all the stuff was in in the 70s of its time uh but the naboo uh the nubian cruisers and all that kind of stuff had a had a had a different time period which makes sense actually i agreed with george lucas on that but but the force awakens that definitely things feel like they're star wars it just makes sense and down to that little detail of this jacket Finn's wearing and a lot of his action figures for uh, the Jakku, uh, the Finn on Jakku, Jakku uh, um, figure design. And, and um, anyways, I, I got excited and I knew this Kylo Ren was coming and uh, I'm all on board Kylo Ren. I'm all on board the character design. I think they've done a fantastic job with the costume. I'm holding this figure in its box in front of me. And uh, I like the uh, the plasma broadband lightsaber, whatever you want to call it. I like it. And uh, I'm all on board for Kylo Ren, as I said before. But uh, that adds to my disappointment because I opened up... My package of a beard trimmer, condoms, and a Kylo Ren action figure. And the Kylo Ren had clearly been opened. That's the packaging right there. Not only had it been opened, it had been opened, attempted to be reclosed, failed because it's ripped and taped. <laughs> now the Kylo Ren is all in one piece. Uh, the lightsaber's there. Nothing's missing. But if you ask me, someone probably said, ooh, I'm going to open up and play with this. I'll just open it up and put it back in, and no one will be uh, any the wiser. And um, 
It didn't work out. The box is bent. The box is ripped. Um, but you know what? I'm not that type of person. This is a Star Wars uh, podcast, but we can go a little freeform here. I'm not the type of person to complain. I don't return food at restaurants. I don't write letters. I don't demand gift certificates when things don't go my way. Uh, I, if, if something's going wrong in an airplane, a train, a bus, a boat, I don't complain. I just grin and bear it or just realize that life has a lot more important things to worry about. I don't, uh, I don't do that. I don't, I'm not one of those very rarely. Do I complain? And I was in an industry for 17 years in which if me or my employees looked at you wrong or had the, 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 the audacity to say, please, could you stop stealing that? If you don't, we're going to arrest you. I, the, uh, people would complain about us, try to get us fired, all that kind of stuff. So um, as a boss, when I became a boss, uh, if you complained about one of my employees and it wasn't egregious, I ripped up the complaint. Did not give one damn about your complaint. Uh, but I have a customer. I don't Guess what? We'll be okay. That's the secret, folks. That's why I don't complain. All your complaints and letters and everything, you, you make maybe, maybe make you feel good. Maybe get you a $20 gift certificate to McDonald's um, But uh, when they get your order wrong. But uh, really, honestly, we're going to keep going. And the business in where I was before in a retail environment at a mall, um, if you were upset and you complained and I ripped it up sometimes occasionally in your face, I've done that. Yes, I've done that. Uh, I think actually a few times I've said, thank you for your complaint. Rip, now get the fuck out of my office. Uh, that's been fun. Uh, I don't know why I'm going on this tangent. I'm, I'm retroactively ranting to my old job. All that to say that I, I, I'm not going to return this Kylo Ren. I just could care less, uh, though I find it amusing and, and disappointing. It's disappointing. I'd like this to be in better condition because I hang these Black Series figures on the wall. So all that means, all that means is I'm going to take my bent Wookiee, my bent Kylo Ren, and I'm going to take it out of the box. I'm going to display this probably at work uh, where it will probably get stolen. Um, and then I'm going to have to order another one. Oh, woe is me. I'm going to have to order another one, and I'm going to put it up on the wall where I've got my Black Series figures displayed. And actually, you know what, to be honest with you, that's kind of kind of exciting, actually. I'm, I'm almost happy this Kylo Ren showed up bent, open, and ripped because um, I want to kind of play with this figure. I want to get out of the box. And then I'm going to order another one and, and display it next to the fin. This is what I do with my figures. I don't have a lot of room to display them on the walls, but I put them into little kind of tableaus. So on one part, I've got uh, Han, a piece of Han Solo artwork, and a Chewbacca. And then on the other side of the Chewbacca, I got Han in the Stormtrooper costume. I got to go get the uh, the Luke Skywalker in Stormtrooper. And then I got up on another wall, I got bounty hunters. I got uh, Leia in the Bausch disguise and Boba Fett, and I got the concept Boba Fett. And um, uh, I got another wall with uh, Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker and Return of the Jedi Darth Vader. And I'm waiting for the Emperor. I got to go out and get that. Um, I like doing that. So I, Kylo Ren, he's going to go next to Finn. Maybe uh, I, I, it appears that maybe these, these two guys, these two characters are going to meet up. Finn and Kylo Ren, maybe have a little squab, a little throwdown, a little uh, internet, international, uh, international, I don't know why I can't talk to them, an intercontinental, I was meant to say intercontinental title fight, because I don't think it's the world title fight yet. Um, also, items I picked up, I'm going full bore on Force Awakens, and I hope you can hear the excitement in my voice. I did pick up the, the Captain Phasma uh, Funko Pop, I had to do that, um, as much as I've uh, kind of poked fun at the name. 
And I will say, for the record, still don't think Captain Phasma, despite of all of J.J. Abrams' reasonings for naming the character that, it's still not my favorite name. But I'll be damned, it is still one of my favorite character designs. And as I said before, big fan of Gwendolyn Christie. So I'm excited. But I got that Funko Pop. I got the Finn and Stormtrooper Funko Pop. Uh, my Force Awakens uh, memorabilia is growing. Of course, got the Chewbacca Bowcaster. You know about that. Uh, I am full bore in Force Awakens. I didn't participate in Force Friday, but I'll tell you what. I am still buying Force Awakens toys because my excitement is reaching a fever pitch, which brings me to the thing I wanted to talk about today on the show. I was walking to lunch with Dan Merle uh, over there at Screen Junkies, the current reigning and defending movie fights champion. And we're grabbing a quick lunch at work. We have busy days. We don't often get lunch. We don't often get the time to go get lunch. But we did today. And we're walking down the street there, Robertson Boulevard in Beverly Hills, California. And um, he says, I was talking to Hal Rudnick this morning. And we don't know if we're emotionally ready for Star Wars to be bad. Meaning The Force Awakens. I, he, he said it in a way, he said, it wasn't taunting. He's a Star Trek guy, but he's a definitely, he loves Star Wars too. But he wasn't saying taunting, he wasn't saying negative. It wasn't a prequel joke. It wasn't anything. Um, I know that meme's been going around. I saw today, I uh, saw this week about uh, the end of uh, the uh, Star Wars movie, the uh, the fan movie. I don't even remember of it because quite frankly, I didn't like the movie. The one where they, uh, the guys go uh, with Jay Baruchel and they... Uh, they go to watch uh, Trek uh, over to watch Phantom Menace, and right before the movie starts, they, uh, they, one of the characters says, uh, um, what if it's bad? Dan Merle wasn't making that kind of joke, folks. He was just simply walking down the street and says, I don't know if we're emotionally ready for it to be bad, meaning this could be an emotional disaster. Fully functional adult males in a world where there's more serious things to to bone, but like I said last week with, with Scrimshaw, climb into that Star Wars bubble with me uh, in the world of non-importance, and let's dive into this theory. And, 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 and I've heard since Star Wars Episode Seven was announced, you always hear the, uh, but the prequels, and uh, I couldn't, what if it's not as good? Yo, but this one, for whatever reason, it was, it was the quiet urgency in Dan's voice where he just said, I don't know if we're ready. And I gotta admit, I might not be ready either, because I'm all in. I decided long ago uh, that I was all in on Force Awakens, very early, very early, even maybe before Abrams was picked, but even after Abrams. I, I, I'm on board with the Abrams pick. Um, Dan and I were talking. Dan's a big Star Trek fan. I loved the first Star Trek from Abrams. Didn't like the second one, but I, part of the reason I didn't like the second one was because I loved the first one so much, and the second one didn't seem to match it. And Dan agreed. Big Star Trek guy, Into Darkness, bad movie, he says, but he loves the first one. So if Abrams can can come up to that level, I think we're in good good shape, uh, which is what we've been talking about for the last year or so on Jedi Alliance and this show and other shows. I'm all in, though, and it's getting to the point as we get close, as we get so close, we're two months away, two months away from finally seeing this. If it is not good, and I don't know, and that's my next thing, what what constitutes it being not good? But if, if, if it's not good, I don't know what this will do to me. I don't know. My brain will tweak a little bit, folks. I got to admit, my brain will tweak. 
if this Star Wars falls flat on its face. Now, what everything I've seen so far, every teaser trailer, every trailer, every clip, everything, all the stuff, the spoilers I've avoided, but all uh, the, the, the set pictures, the figures, the character design, the costume design, everything I'm seeing and everything and how they've handled it, I think we're going to be okay. But it's that I think phrase that, that is the trouble right here. When Dan says, I don't know if we're ready. I don't want to think about it. I don't want you to think about it. But maybe we've got to put the parachute on. Just in case we need to jump out. Just in case. Because I don't want on the morning of December 19th to be this collective sigh and a, a nation crying. Again, we're in the Star Wars bu bubble. There's a lot more important things to cry over. I get it. But on December 19th, I don't want that. I don't know if I can deal with it, folks. My my head is in my hands right now. I'm rubbing my brow as I speak to you. I don't know if I can take it. JJ, in JJ we trust. I'm all in. You have my heart. And is there a worry? Noah said I'm not worried. Everything I've seen, I'm not worried. The only thing that gives me pause is some of the stuff with the new canon novels. Not all of them are home runs. Most of them haven't been. And I will read Lost Stars. I will read some of the other stories. The Star Wars new canon comic books. They've been great. Some of them. Some of the issues. Some of the storylines. Not so much. There's been some questions. The Vader comic. Ooh, that's, that issue number one is amazing. I'm going to read it again. I don't know if I want to keep reading some of the stuff I'm reading in that. The Lando's been good. Definitely has the personality of Lando. It's got some weird panther creatures in it that don't seem Star Wars to me. The Princess Leia comic had some really good things in it. I loved kind of the post-Yavin, first Death Star explodes panic and the restructuring of, of, of the rebels into kind of a more government kind of agency. Uh, I liked even the character of Yvonne, but I don't know overall the Princess Leia five-shot five series there, the five-issue series. Um, it wasn't a home run. So... The sticker book's good. I got the sticker book right there. That's pretty good. So the toys have been good, but but the stuff that contains the stories, been hit or miss. So again, it gives me pause. I, does it give you pause out there? I'm asking you. Am I am I being too cautious? Am I just being appropriately careful? I want you to tell me. Hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. Are you worried? Do you have a mental and emotional exit strategy? If The Force Awakens falls on its face. Do you think, though, that I'm crazy? Do you think that all of us are crazy and we don't have anything to worry about? Hashtag Spotlight Star Wars on Twitter. Follow me at Ken Napsock and join that conversation. Or hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. Are you like, yeah, these are going to suck. Didn't you see the prequels? Because there are those people out there. And maybe those people are just protecting themselves emotionally. Maybe they might have a little bit of the right idea. I don't know. News coming that there could be imminently the, what would be the third and final Star Wars trailer. Might be what could be considered the full trailer, because so far I think we've just gotten teaser and longer teaser. And then, of course, the uh, about five-minute uh, behind-the-scenes video from San Diego Comic-Con that was great and emotional and, and, and essentially acted like a uh, teaser trailer in itself. But there's talk that to maybe coincide with the sale of the tickets or just to coincide with 
whatever they damn want it to be, is uh, going to be the third and final Star Wars trailer. J.J. did say we would get something in the fall. And uh, that makes me excited. I think they're going to do it right. I don't want too much. I think the teasers so far have been pitch perfect. I love that first teaser trailer. That was good. That was good. The dark side. And the light. Boom, Millennium Falcon. Tears. Almost. I didn't cry, but almost. I got emotional. And then, of course, then, of course, the second teaser. Chewie, we're home. And a nation cried tears of joy. I was one of them in a car driving back from Las Vegas. Um, what will the third one bring? Do we want it to bring too much more? I don't want it to. If this was a one-minute clip showing most of the things we've already seen and maybe something else, I'm fine with it. Uh, it's going to be probably longer, but uh, I don't want I don't want hardly anything. I still don't want context in this next trailer. There is going to be one, whether it's October 19th, we're hearing possible, whether it's coincided to maybe this weekend with New York Comic Con. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't want too much context of the story. I still just want some images, dialogue, scenes, music. Laser blasts, lightsabers, all that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't need too much. The the Boyega lightsaber shot gave me almost too much context. Um, but maybe that's just me. So let me know what you think about that. But, but the important thing is, we're coming around the bend here, folks. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? We are almost here. The Force Awakens, December eighteenth, here in the United States of America. And uh, I think December 16th in the uh, UK. So if you have a passport, maybe get out and see it a few days earlier. Uh, it's coming. We're here. We're in the stretch run. The manager's bringing in the closer from the bullpen. The game is coming down to the wire. The field goal kicker's lining up, and the clock is tick, 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 ticking down. The Force Awakens, Star Wars, Episode 7, The Force Awakens, is coming. And I'm going to uh, go to bed soon here as I prepare for my trip to New York City. And I'm going to go to bed looking at my Star Wars Legos, my Star Wars Black Series figures, my Funko Pops. I am surrounded by my love of Star Wars. And J.J., you have my heart in your hand. And I know that you're very aware of it. And I know that you're respectful of all of our Star Wars hearts, which is why, in the end, I am still very hopeful for Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. As always, you can follow me across all social media platforms that I'm a part of, which still includes Vine, I don't know why, uh, at Ken Knapsack, N-A-P-Z-O-K. But on Twitter, uh, if you're there, please communicate with me. Hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. You guys were very supportive of what I did with Joseph Scrimshaw last week. And I'm looking at uh, the hashtag now. And uh, not a lot of questions. Uh, granted, ask with uh, Annie possibly returning in uh, Episode 8. What about a clone but no force? Uh, retconning uh, midi cock-up ins out. Uh, force, not just genetic. Um, I'll break down the question to just what I want Anakin uh, or Vader or whatever you want to call him to, to return to Episode Eight as a clone. I would not. And I know that's a staple of the expanded Star Wars universe and, of course, the, the prequels themselves, the Clone Wars. Um, could I see them doing that? 
Yeah, but it would seem out of place. I, I, I think we're not going to get a clone, and I personally would not want Anakin to be a clone or have Hayden Christensen come back as Anakin as a clone. I'd rather it be some sort of uh, flashback or, or what we talked about last week, just starting the story in that time period and seeing something that we uh, haven't seen before from uh, that time period. Um, uh, that's uh, one thing. So, Grant, thanks for that question. At uh, G33V3S is his Twitter handle. And uh, Patrick Barman, P underscore Barman, tweets in, just started listening to Spotlight Star Wars. They're great to listen to while doing homework. Patrick, I want to thank you for join, uh, joining the train. Uh, I don't know if you got to hear what we uh, did with Jedi Alliance over the last year, but find that out if you need more things to do while you're doing your homework. But I will say, Patrick, I don't want to distract you from your schoolwork, all right? Whether it be high school, college, night school, Community college, sixth grade. I don't know. Patrick, concentrate on that schoolwork. Get that schoolwork done. Um, that's that. Steven Anderson, Bantha Feeder. I love that Twitter handle. Bantha Feeder. Uh, he recommends Quick Read Wreck at Rucka Riders. That's Greg Rucka's uh, book, uh, Smuggler's Run. A perfectly executed Star Wars adventure with Spot on Han and Chewie fun. You know what? Um, I love Greg Rucka as a comic book writer. Big fan of his series, Lazarus. If you're not reading Lazarus, please do yourself a favor and get that comic series. Uh, maybe pick up the trade paperbacks uh, if you want to catch up faster. Uh, so, uh, you know what, Stephen? You uh, you might have convinced me to pick up Smuggler's Run. I know it's a shorter little book, maybe a YA book, but uh, you've kind of sold me, Stephen Anderson, at Bantha Feeder with the spot-on Han slash Chewie fun, because uh, I do like that. And that was uh, one of my favorite parts of Aftermath, was that four-page swing into the world of Han and Chewie. Set up some stuff for them uh, later on. Uh, so that's that. Some of other you, uh, oh, Ryan Ridgeway, who's a, uh, loyal listener, uh, at Logray4650. Hey, anyone who pays tribute to Logray in their Twitter, uh, handle, uh, is a friend of mine, Ryan, and, uh, he said he really enjoyed, uh, the episode with Joseph Scrimshaw, uh, but he just says that he does have to disagree with my statement about Return of the Jedi. It's my fave, and what I had said is that, uh, Return of the Jedi, the, uh, weakest of the original trilogy, is simply because one of the three movies had to be. It had, one of them had to be the worst. Um, and I, I can understand, Ryan, if you're like, hey, hold off, a-hole, it's not bad. Look, I love Return of the Jedi, and growing up, it was my first uh, choice. Uh, then I got a little older, and then Empire just grabbed me, and I'm one of those Empire Strikes Back people. And we're kind of a pretentious bunch. Uh, but I like the Ewoks. I love the Jabba's Palace sequence, and I love the space battles. I love my favorite lightsaber battle is in Jedi with uh, Luke and Vader and the chorus singing and, and, and that shot, that epic shot, may be my favorite shot in all of Star Wars is the is that low camera angle, uh, kind of almost shooting from the ground up and across the throne room. Uh, Luke's charged out at, at Vader after he calls out his sister and, and just the, the chorus of the music kind of swells and, the, and Luke's fighting back and pushing Vader back. You all know what I'm describing. That's one of my great moments. So Ryan, stick with me. We can respectfully disagree, but I don't even disagree with you. Return of the Jedi is great. It's just of the three original ones, it's probably not the strongest by some technical standards. But you, sir, continue to love it because that's what we do here in Spotlight Star Wars and what we did on Jedi Alliance. This is a celebration of the greatest saga ever told. I know that's what Jedi Alliance's tagline is, but you know what? I created that tagline. 
So I'm going to apply it here because I still love to celebrate Star Wars. That's what we're doing. I have rambled long enough. This is coming to you early, and I'm releasing it early because I, uh, I'm i going to be in New York, and I wanted to get it out now, and I didn't want to schedule it for uh, while I was in New York just in case something broke and uh, I uh, wasn't able to do an episode on you know the, the Luke Skywalker's role revealed, and I'm over here talking about bent Wookiees and whatnot. So you get it a little bit earlier. I think you all don't mind. Uh, that is that. I think I already kind of closed the show, and then I got on a rampage. Uh, I got off tangent. Um, at Kednapsuck, like I said on social media, Spotlight Star Wars is your hashtag to join the conversation. And uh, that is that for this week. I'm going to go have fun in New York. Maybe I'll pick up some fun Star Wars toys. That is that. Until next time, may that Force thing kind of always, sort of, remain kind of around.